voted for that goddamn orange man. So he is, yeah, he called Mother Nature like, yo, him. That's what I need you to do. Call some havoc, because these people, yeah, y'all, y'all don't pay attention. That's what's happening. Yes. God called Mother Nature and was like, yo, him. What you got? Oh, okay. Him. Yeah. You know, because that's his girl. I'm just saying. They cool like that. I can't deal with this lady tonight. Back to get her. We're at Affinity. Yeah, you didn't know. We're going to live on Affinity Community Services. <laughs> yeah. Serving uh, black LGBTQ folks for 22 years here on the South Side. If y'all didn't know, guys. Give them a plug. Appreciate y'all for letting us use the space. Oh, wait. Don't, don't judge me. Y'all know I'm telling Please the truth. Please judge this lady. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. Look, I got clients um, in Fort Lauderdale. I sent them emails, and they're just like, we're boarding up our lives. We are putting up shutters, mm-hmm. grabbing water. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to go through it at our home. I'm like, shouldn't you get out? Well, or maybe it's too late to get well, out. No, it's, oh. it's not too late. They actually gave them days to, like, uh, yesterday was, they, they actually designated days when people should, should leave. Like, yesterday was a particular day, and now today is, for, I think yesterday was for businesses, and today is for residents. I don't know how the hell they did that, but however, I work at, you know, we have stores in Houston and in Florida, and, you know, mm. I also do payroll, so I just got an email today saying, hey, unfortunately, we had to reroute payroll to somewhere else because we had to evacuate today. I'm like, oh, joy, damn, okay, great. Yeah, yeah thanks. Serious. And I have family in Florida that Already I'm serious, trying to reach out to my cousin, Michael, mm. and uh, his, his husband, yeah. um, aunt and cousins, they're there. In Florida, um, can somebody please let me know you guys are okay? Because they're actually in Fort Lauderdale area, yeah. Which is uh, those islands already got hit. Some yeah, they did. Terribly destroyed. They did. People, they... I saw people's passports. CNN's notifications was going crazy today. Like I just kept. It was just a lot going on. So we sending them good energy. Absolutely. Um, hey, Mama Mac, thing. I see you on. That's my Mama Mac. Hey, we got a whole crew tonight. We do. We talk about church. Church always bring the people out. It does. <laughs> Reverend Lola ready. Shannon gonna even join this conversation. I'm gonna have to bring up a chair. Uh oh. I know. Let's <laughs> say a man, a man. That's what we talking about. Um. Oh, I'm right. My cousin is there. She said I was there. Me and my wife was out with the kids. Oh, okay. Are y'all okay? Well, she saw on Facebook. What? And they gotta be a little, all right. Well, I'm just saying. In oh. regards to that. Establishment, where they at, where they living.
And we all mixed up. It's a melting pot. I don't like melting pot, but I know what you're saying. Why not? It's great. Don't get me on my soapbox. But oh, melting pot, the problem with melting pots, and I'm so glad you brought that up, is that anything that is the majority will take over the pot. You see what I'm saying? So, like, if you, I know you don't give me that look, but it's like salad bowls. Like, there's a whole bunch of lettuce. Like, it just takes over the salad. Melting pots are bad because it all melts into one thing, right? So, we talk about assimilation and melting. We don't want melting pots of anybody. We want everybody just to be happy to be whoever they are. It doesn't have to be a pot. We don't have to be. That, and that's her soapbox. We don't have to be in a pot, people. <laughs> oh, see, Peaches said his father is German. Don't let people put you in a pot. Uh, sister, I have to curse because your wife doesn't understand sometimes. Uh, <laughs> well, if his father is German, then he's not from here. So he shouldn't he go back? <laughs> I'm not getting into this with you. All I'm saying is anybody in this country is an immigrant unless you are a native person. And unless you're a native... You are an immigrant, whether it was by choice or by or not, voluntary or involuntary. You are here as an immigrant. This whole country, like it's bizarre, uh, how fast this country has grown on the backs of other people. Absolutely. And so that's been the whole premise of America. So Absolutely. Like it's about as big as a pinky in comparison to other countries that have been around for eons. Oh, I'm so glad you got me on my soapbox. Thanks. Don't put yourself in a pot. All right, family, this is what we're about to do. We're about to go to a break, right? And when we get back, Reverend Lola is going to be up here, and Pastor Vanessa, who's on the phone, are going to join us to talk about church and talk about how all church is not the same. You know what I'm saying? They both lead spiritual, uh, I don't know what you call them, congregation groups? Centers. Centers. You don't say you know congregation. I know, I know, but I think maybe Pastor Vanessa does. We're going to get it all figured out. Church ain't the same is the point. And uh, we got two different people coming from two different traditions. It's going to be really great. I love y'all tuning in. So we're about to go play Lecrae. This joint is hot. Y'all know Lecrae is a Christian rapper, really, really dope guy. Um, it's called with Ty Dollar Sign that's on this track. So we're about to do this. Y'all need to share. Y'all need to send us some hearts. Show us that you love us. Deal with that. And then we get back. We got a special guest. Right? Yes, we do. We got two special guests. Yep, because we're winning. And it's Sean and the Cute Crew. Cute Crew, right here on E3 Radio. Stay close, family. Get the heart dark. If I ever took a loss, I learned a lesson. I won't ever think I'm better than the next. I've been down before to come up, I ain't stressing. Baby, I'm too busy counting all these blessings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Count it up, count it up, count it up. Line them up, line them up, line them up. Better start shining on me, get my heart up, no matter that trouble surrounding us. They don't see that it's a lot of us. Everybody move anonymous. Won't take that credit, I know what we get if them blessings be coming from God above. I was doing all kind of bad, what a quiet. Tell them I need a verse. It's a few and tell God he's first.
Um, and specifically for people who do come perhaps from like a Jew background or a Buddhist background or a non-religious background, um, it feels it feels like you've actually cut off their identity by using the word church. So I'm really intentional about that. Um, you know, and what I know is that there's a basic desire to experience uh, a greater purpose to one's life. And there's a great desire to experience intimacy, belonging, and connection. Um, and, you know, I don't want to have that limited by religiosity. Mm-hmm. Religiosity. You got New that. Word. New word, y'all. Religiosity. A lot of syllables. Absolutely. Big word. I like that. That's hey, good. Hey, Tina. Hey, Dre. I see you guys join. Please, if y'all got questions for Reverend Lola about Bodie, or, we, or we've got questions. We don't handle those, but if you got anything... Um, please put it in the Facebook live chat, you know what I'm saying, to add it to the discussion. So, uh, Pastor Vanessa, can you tell the good people about what you do? Yes. Um, so, I am the senior pastor of two churches, one in New York City and the other in Newark, New Jersey. Nice. Can you tell us a little bit about the church? Yes. So, both so yes. The, the churches are open and affirming, um, spiritual families, LGBTQI. Um, it's really, I started the church 10 years ago, and it was for everybody. Um, but because I identify as lesbian or same-gender loving woman, um, I attract who I am. So more people that were LGBTQI started coming than straight people, which is fine. Um, it is a, a Christian church. Um, we are part of the United Church of Christ, and what I did, what I thought to do, is I, I'm not I'm not reinventing the wheel by what I'm doing. There are other people that started churches long before I have that are open and affirming, but I felt it was necessary to reframe what the church has meant. So we've already discussed the fact that churches it's it's a trigger for people, um, but I felt like we have to come in and reframe and reclaim the church. Um, because the church has been stolen by people who say, in my opinion, that they they know Jesus and they know God, when in when in reality they don't really know Jesus and they don't really know God. They don't really follow after what God is saying, or else the church will be open to everyone. So uh, you know, we do claim uh, Christianity, even though you know Christianity is being shown in a bad light by many people. We do have people who come from other denominations and other spiritual backgrounds that also come into worship. I wanted to reclaim our time. I wanted to reclaim the church. I wanted to reclaim our music, right? So we are very much who I am, which is Baptist, Methodist, you know, all mixed up into one, Baptist, Methodist, and Pentecostal, all together. And, you know, we have, you know, good music, good worship, good preaching. And, um, yeah. And what else? What I'll say that, that Pastor Vanessa may not say about herself uh-huh. is that she's one of the dopest um, uh, biblical breakdown artists on the planet. Like you, you said, like someone just asked the question, how do you respond to individuals, particularly those in ministry who feel that being LGBTQ is an abominable sin? Watch her break that down biblically, and you will be like, wait, hang on. I needed to record that, write that down. She's she's brilliant. Yeah. So Vanessa, you, Vanessa uh, what do you say to people who say LGBTQ uh, identification is abominable? Well, I think the first thing I like to start off with is first of all that it's not true, um, and it's it's about what people people's understanding of the Bible, right? Yeah. And it's not yeah. quite that simple. Because the Bible can be confusing and sometimes disturbing. Um, it doesn't always say things clearly, and, and that's just reading it at face value. A lot of people don't look at historical context, the differences in social traditions and morals. Uh, a lot of people don't understand the problems with the language and with the translation. And so I think that it's incumbent upon those of us who say that we name Jesus and we preach the gospel that we're able to properly exegete the scriptures. And so a lot of people go by what they heard, what their grandma said, what their mother said, or what some pastor said, but never really learn how to delve into the scriptures for themselves. So what I've learned is that 
you know, when people talk about the Bible being an abomination, well, that's a translation problem that people have. They'll go to the text, they'll read the text, but they don't rightly, they'll read the text out of context, right? So they, people like to cherry pick scriptures and say what God is saying and what God is not saying uh, instead of knowing exactly what God is saying in the book. So I would say to people when they, when they come to me with that, that it's not true. You know, but I can debate that over and over because if you already have your own preconceived notions about what you believe the Bible says, um, then more than likely you're not going to hear me. But those that want to be free from those traditional renderings of the text, those are the people that really hear me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you get that question too, Reverend Lola? Well, it's so funny because I, I guess I hang out with the Fellowship of Affirming Ministries in New Orleans uh, maybe like six weeks ago, eight weeks ago with Pastor Vanessa. Yeah. And it was like, man, if I had met you all when I was 13, yeah. I may be hanging out with you. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, for me, the Bible is not the ultimate authority. Right. So that's sort of where we, where we have a... Um, you know, that's also sort of distinct from my worldview. Like, yeah. it's funny because I'll, I I do this uh, show on Facebook Live called The New You Live, and one of the things I'm really committed to talking about regularly is you are not broken, mm-hmm. you are not wounded, you were not born wrong or bad, you were born, born whole, perfect, and complete. It's your nature. You're inherently brilliant. You couldn't. You actually couldn't do anything to hurt, harm, or hinder the essence of who you are, which is perfect. Yeah. Now, a lot of people who would say you are a heretic for saying. Oh yeah, you're born. You're born into sin. Right. Mm-hmm. Come through. Right. Yeah. And, and you know yeah. what will oftentimes happen mm-hmm. is people will, you know, break down the Bible to explain to me yeah. how and why their position is accurate. Mm-hmm. But what their position requires is that the Bible is your ultimate authority. Right. If you're, if the Bible is not your ultimate authority, then you throwing down biblical scriptures doesn't have a lot of weight with me. Right. So my relationship to the Bible is an extraordinary sacred text of which there are yeah. many extraordinary sacred texts. Mm-hmm. And um, if you, you know, uh, public, public television actually did a piece once on the Bible and compared it to mythology, and the Bible qualified in as a mythological text to a greater degree than Greek mythology. If you don't understand that the Bible is filled with allegories and metaphors, then you really sort of, in my opinion, you miss the whole point. So for me, you know, who was Jesus? Jesus was a master teacher that was an extraordinary demonstration for who and how to be on the planet. And uh, I, I, I said this to Shannon at dinner, like, I don't believe Jesus came onto this earth to say, worship me. No, he came and said, look, look what's possible in you. Get up your, off of your mat and walk because you are the glory demonstration of life itself yeah. we just got it twisted mm. we we made it out to be about jesus and then someone made up a story that said jesus died for our sins no jesus was a radical activist on the planet who was trying to interrupt and disrupt some nonsense a lot of nonsense not dissimilar from what we're seeing today and he was taken out and what was the message in that? The mm-hmm. message is be bold, be fierce, stay true to who you are, and know that your life is eternal. Your life is infinite. This space suit is not the realest thing about you. Mm. There is a breath that animates your body. Your body's just one little moment of time on this journey of life. Oh, wow. <clears throat> I'll let y'all take all of that in. Right. Because Reverend Lola just blew a lot of y'all minds. Right. Y'all getting some Bodhi spiritual center up in there. I I do want to say something with with regards to what Reverend Lola said. So I do believe that the Bible can and does have authority and meaning without it needing to be inerrant. Because people always used to say the Bible is the inerrant word of God, or sometimes they'll say it's totally worthless. 
What I believe is that the Bible has authority because it's been declared sacred scripture by those of us in community throughout the ages. And we use those, we use the Bible to guide us and inspire us. But the Bible is, is, is given its power by how we use it and how we read it in community, right? So sometimes the power has been negative, right? And some people are saying, you know, we, or we already know the Bible is used to, to, to justify their own prejudices and bigotry, like slave owners, you know, and, and, and how people feel about LGBTQI people. Um, so that's why we can't take, the, the, take what religious leaders say at face value, right? So we are also given the gift of community, of reason, and of personal experience. So for me, all of these things help everyone or help me to see and understand who God is and what God wants from me. So when I yeah. when I talk to queer and transgender people, you know, I always say you know, it's important that you must read and interpret the Bible for yourself in community. Right, because yeah. if you don't do that, somebody's going to give you their version of what they think that God is saying, right? And right. What's, what, what's going to happen is they're going to have you oppressed, it's going to have you down, it's going to have you look, um, on the outside looking in because your version of who you see yourself as doesn't agree with their version of who they think you should be. I couldn't agree with you more. We actually had uh, one of our listeners type a comment just about exactly what you said about people need to read it for themselves or read whichever spiritual uh, book, you know, you connect with, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that one thing growing up in Christianity, uh, Lutheran and Baptist, both just polar opposite experiences, (laughs) um, one thing that I think is very limiting is that Christians often do not take the time to study um, other books mm. that are also very sacred, mm. right, um, from other religions. Mm. And I think that, and I think other religions are guilty of this too. Mm-hmm. Like, there are lots of things that we can pull from, and so much of it is so similar. Um, where, it, where it's just at the heart of it is, you know, be kind to your neighbor. Be, be yes. loving. Be a yes. of love. Um, and that all of us are beloved, mm-hmm. right? And I think that that is at the core of it all. And if, if whatever you're doing in your religion does not align with that, then I'm questioning what religion you are aligning yourself with. Yeah, well, the truth I is that your world religion has one primary message. Yeah. And that is do unto others as you would have do unto them do unto you. Like, that's like a basic tenet. And actually, all of the, the primary world's religions have many similarities. Yeah. And, and the challenge becomes when we want to get right about our particular worldview. And you could map that onto religion, you could map that onto politics, you could map that onto family. When we start becoming more committed about being right mm-hmm. about a position versus being generous, loving, kind, available, mm-hmm. we have completely missed the mark. Yep. So yes. it doesn't matter if it's all yeah, you know, and when you read the scriptures, if people desire to read the Bible, when they read the scripture from Genesis or Revelation, in my opinion, what a person will see over and over again is a God who is concerned with people who are on the margins, a God who is concerned with the poor, a God who is concerned with the oppressed, a God who is concerned with the sick, a God who is concerned with women, a God who is concerned with the underdog. And, you know, God is concerned with building communities centered on those marginalized people. That's the way I see it. And God is concerned with the liberation of those people, both their spiritual liberation and their economic and physical liberation. And the other thing God is concerned about is justice when you read the text. Justice with moving people to do the work of justice. So all the other stuff that people are talking about, that's not what, that's not what God is trying to get us to do, um, you know, don't do this, don't do that, don't wear this, don't wear that, don't go here, don't go here, don't be with her, don't be with him, you know? Now, I do know. I don't want to feel like blow, blow, blow anybody, you get anybody upset or anything like Uh-oh. that. But the only, the, the, what I would, what I would just say is, it's not, I don't want to say I would disagree. I would just say what's true for me is the God that I uh, am familiar with doesn't live in the realm of concern. So, like, like, like when I hear Pastor Vanessa say God is concerned with mm-hmm. that, I have a different context for God. It's not again not right, 
it's just the context I hold for God. Yeah. God is it, God is a presence that is nearer than my breath. It's the animating thing in the back of all life. It, we, but I think what becomes challenging is when we relate to this thing called God, as if God is an anthropomorphic entity, as if what I mean by that is as, okay. as if God is like a human. Mm-hmm. Concern in my world is a human experience. God doesn't have concerns. God is the presence, the presence of love, the presence of freedom, the presence of peace, the presence of harmony. And then we map on all of these three-dimensional experiences. You know, like if you know who Bishop Carlton Pearson is, you know, he's like, I don't know who your God is that you're talking about, but whoever that is sounds like some man with an anger management issue. That's not God. What do you mean, anger management it's like God's not angry. Yeah, Revelation's so, very angry. Uh, so I mean, you know, the, and again, it's like that's not right. It's just a different. Yeah. And and I think to your point, like I love that you guys asked the question. Church is not all the same. Even in open and affirming spaces, there's so many choices. Yeah. You know, and like to find a community that lifts you up, that raises you, and that that is a match. Or what feeds your soul. Yeah. And I think that that's um, why I wanted to have both of you all on. I was just so happy that we even connected yeah. and made this connection. Because I think people don't give themselves an opportunity to explore something that is different. Yeah. So we, by default, I feel like we'll do what our parents did or do what our families have done. And don't give ourselves an opportunity to actually find something that connects with us. Right? So, uh, for example... It must be a month ago now when we went out protesting up at Apostolic, right? Church of God in Christ when the sister was kicked out of the church, right? She's been in, she was been in that church for generations. Right. right? It was not serving her, right? Yeah, but see, I, don't, but, I just don't understand that. Right. But see, this is what I mean. So I'm going to have this conversation so people can hear that there are other things. I think people question lots of things but still do the same thing every single Sunday. Right. That's called insanity. It is. You have to think. It is. But I think your, the other thing about that situation uh, is that people are accustomed to fear-based religion. Right? Yeah, fear-based. That is, if, you, yeah. if I'm talking about, and particularly those of us who are African-American, if you grew up in some kind of Baptist church, Pentecostal, A&E church, apostolic church, they all had rules Right? Rules about what you couldn't do, rules about how you how you should live, where you're supposed yep. to go, all this and everything was based on fear because at the end of the day, what they told you was if you didn't do this, you were going to hell. If you Nobody didn't obey this, you were going to yep. hell. This is a, a constant thing that was drilled into our mind, into our psyche about hell being a destination. Right? Yeah. We were on our way to if we didn't do what they told us that we needed to do according to their interpretation of the book. Yes. Right. But it also took place on what was taught in the household and what was stressed in the household and what your parents believed in. One thing that as as in the African American community, one thing you did not question, you never questioned your parents mm-hmm. in regards to into religion. You you just went along with it as a kid and of course in your mind there was there was nothing else that was better than what you were currently doing. So for her, speaking of the young lady that was at apostolic, for three generations, she was at a church that was not feeding her soul, but she never questioned that because that is what she didn't go against the grain. We would go against the grain and work. We would go against the grain and, you know, relationships. We would go, but one thing we will never go against the grain with is our, our religion, our belief of what we were taught in the home, what our parents had instilled with us. If nothing else, your mother always told you, if we ain't got nothing else, we got God. And, of course, I was that child like, okay, well, when is God going to put some food on this table because we ain't got none. You, you You ain't working right now. So, you know, realistically, as kids, you know, we question things that your parents kind of slap that back like, don't question it's just do it. You get down here, you play, you go to church every Sunday, and we're going to be in church from sun up to sundown, and then we're going to go to the Bible study, and you'll be like, oh, oh, okay. And you just and you just kind of went along with the book because that's what your parents believed. And as, as adults, that's what you believed, and you didn't you didn't question anything else about it. It was just like, okay, this is, this is what we've been doing. Mm. 
but we don't have to. I think that's the, another point that I want to make with the show, and I think that Reverend Lola and Pastor Vanessa are saying is that you don't have to, right? Like, there's a point in your life where you have absolutely have the power to question, and I think that yeah. that was one thing that came up was really question to get an honest, logical response mm-hmm. to my question, mm-hmm. right? Um, questions like, where does it say in the Bible that if you commit suicide, you're going to hell? Right. Who, it's not there. It is not there. It does it's not, not there. Exist. But it is what they taught us. Right? Yes. For years I heard that over and over. Yes. And yes. it's not true. Not true. It is not true. No way I, I went to Catholic school and that's what we were taught in Catholic school. If you kill yourself, you're going to actually no, I'm sorry. There was a question. You were going to purgatory. Right. Uh-huh. In between. You you were in between. That's right. The in between place. I went to Catholic school too. There was a realm yeah. between heaven and hell that you and I would ask the question, Well, how long do you stay in purgatory? Forever. <laughs> like yeah. so I can't I don't get a get out of jail free card, I can't do nothing. No. no. And you in yeah. you in purgatory forever. I'm like, Oh God, yeah. so you know, so you were, I, I don't know, and even now as a, as adults, we we absorb so much in regards to education mm-hmm. um, that, like you said, Anna, you have the right to question, um, and you question everything else, but that's one thing, and we study everything else, but studying religion and, or studying the answers to the questions that we have pertaining to ourselves, um, it's not something we do, you know. Uh, yeah. A lot of us who are gay go to churches who are not affirming mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. Every day. So, oh, yeah. they the pastor up there blasting you, saying you're going to hell. I don't understand it. Uh, but, you, but you're there, and you're giving your money, your tithes, your earnings yeah. to this, yeah. this person, this institution. Every week. That, every does, week. Not, that does not affirm you, does not believe in you or your union. And we hide yeah. here Monday through Friday, but then on Sunday we closet. I told Shannon I was sitting at one of the, maybe the largest church in Chicago. I was right. sitting at the dining room table of the founding pastor who will remain nameless. I'm trying to think. And I was like, I, I was there on the download because Bodie, people like, Bodie, what, they're already suspect. Oh, that yeah. does not. That ain't, that don't sound like a church name. Right. <laughs> so I was like, right. oh, you know, uh, we serve the unchurched. You know, I, I'm trying to like work it out. Yeah. And there, this, this group of pastors is talking about, we really, we dropped the ball during the civil rights movement. We should have, the church should have been at the front. The, mm. We should have been leading this. We're, you know, we need to get ourselves together. And this, this pastor, maybe the largest church in Chicago, sat there and he said, you want to know what I think? And everyone got real close. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to tell you what. I think God is sending the Mexicans to the United States because they are so devoted to the sanctity of marriage. They are going to save this country from the gay community. And I was wow. like, now, you know wow. that this church has a visible gay contingent within it, mm. and this is the pastor mm. of the church mm. developing a conspiracy that some god is sending Mexican people into the United States to save the United States from the gay community. That is some crazy stuff. It is, that is crazy. That is crazy. And, 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 and there's a lot of them that Everybody <laughs> sat and was like, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it is mind blowing to me. Mm-hmm. So, the question is, yeah. do you even know what your pastor believes? No. No. They have no idea. Yeah. No. I think people go to yeah. people. Well, you know what? I think you can't talk about every pastor because my people know what I believe. Right. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. yeah. Believe, they yeah. know what I stand for. And most of the pastors in the fellowship, their congregation knows. If a person yeah. is continuing to go to a place, uh, that uh, that doesn't affirm who they are. There are more issues than them just showing up. They have their yeah. own issues within themselves about internalized homophobia, which a lot yeah. of our community suffers from. Absolutely, absolutely. If you don't know what the Fellowship of Affirming Ministries is, you need to look it up because that body of work is so powerful, so powerful. If you are interested in finding 
you know, a, a, a traditional, I don't know if Pastor Vanessa, if that's fair, fair word to use, but a, a, a traditional, open and affirming, progressive, traditional and progressive, <laughs> spiritual home, check it out. If you know Bishop Yvette Flunder, then I think you already are familiar, maybe. Exactly. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> and if you want a community that's not church, come hang out with me. That's right. Ha. And yes. they're both good. So uh, one is, thing that's... Is, yes, they are both good. I, I mean, I love... Yeah. I love... I just met uh, Lola in July, but her spirit is so alive. And it's... it's you know, there's a word that we use in the Christian church. It, 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 it's righteous, which is right action. Like, it, it, it's a real pure thing. And I, and I encourage people that, you know, if my church doesn't work for you, go somewhere where it does work. You know, yeah. like, whatever, whatever works for you, I'm all about what's working for you. Like, if, if, if the church you're going to down the street is not working, like, leave. Like, don't stay there. Like, if you're being oppressed every week, leave. Don't stay there. Like, if you're going to an affirming church, but, you know, there's some other things going on there, you leave. Like, don't be in a place where you can't get your spiritual nourishment. You can't thrive. You can't grow. Leave. You know, I, I encourage people all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody said something to me one time. They was like, "Why you go to the same church every Sunday? You know, God bless more than one pastor. <laughs> you know, there's, there's more than one person who right. can have a good word, right? And you, uh, there's more than just one place that can give you something. I've been to Bodie. Bodie is great. I know a lot of really amazing people that go to Bodie. That's why I went and visited. It's a great spiritual good. place. To go. Um, and you should try it for yourself. Uh, yes. <laughs> you know. There's more than what's in your neighborhood. There's more than just what you know. You just have to go out and seek it. Research. Be yeah. of, of the knowledge and the information. And God is expressing yeah. through all things. Like, I always tell people, look, you can come to a spot like Bodhi. You can hear the Bible, Christian Bible, the Tao Te Ching, the Bhagavad Gita, Confucius, Talib, Kuali. Like, God is always expressing through all things. Yeah. And this idea that, like, this one place or this one space is where the presence of the infinite, the presence of the divine is. No, it's right where you are. So wherever you are, God is. Come on through. Right. Yes, that's it. And I can't believe we almost done with this show. (laughs) We almost almost an hour. We weren't even going to be this long. I mean, but this is what it is. This is what. This is why we do the show. This is why it's good for everybody. Um, and I appreciate everybody tuning in. Pastor Vanessa's in the chat. Yeah. much love on Facebook Live. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Please share the video. Uh, I love all the hearts and stuff. We love that too. Uh, share the video. Share the knowledge. Um, and then before we let Pastor Vanessa and Reverend Lola go, I'd like y'all just to end. Just tell the good people a good word, something you want to leave them with. Um, and then also tell them how they can stay in touch with Go ahead, Pastor Vanessa. So what I would say is, you know, something that DeShannon started out with, and, you know, one of the things that it says in the sacred text says, it is my this that men will know that you are my disciples. If you have love one for another, it's going to be love that saves the day. It's going to be love that wins every single time. And at the end of the day, when love is no longer being served, you got to leave the table. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, one of my great teachers is uh, this guy named Ernest Holmes. He wrote, freedom is the birthright of every living soul. And so I think we each have to ask ourselves, am I free? You know, do I, do I grant myself freedom? Do I grant myself freedom of authority to choose where I want to be, who I want to be with, you know, where I'm loved, appreciated, affirmed? Freedom is the birthright of your soul. Give it to yourself. It's who you are. It's what you are. Check out Pastor Vanessa at Rivers in New Jersey and in New York. You can hang out with us at BodiesPersonalCenter.org in Chicago. And I do something on Tuesdays on Facebook Live at Lola Wright called The New You Live, where you try to recontextualize a thing called life, 9 a.m. Central Time. (laughs) So I'm going to say this. And and this is to all our um, live viewers out there. It, it, being in a relationship, uh, whether you are heterosexual, homosexual, however, 
if that relationship is not going well for you, what do you do? You tend to leave it. So the same way yeah. with with any with church with anything that you identify with, if it doesn't feel good, then it's not good, and you should move on past it. So you won't say anything that is hurtful, harmful to you as far as a relationship that is not nurturing. How would you do that with a church and develop that yeah. kind of a relationship that's not nurturing to you? So you have to kind of look at it as the same way. You should be in love with the institution that feeds yeah. you. That you yeah. should love going there. And if you don't at any point in time, and if it doesn't feel right, then it's not right. Yeah. And you should remove yourself from that space and look somewhere else where someone else has open arms to receive you. Y'all got that? I hear Very you. Good. Amen, Ashe, all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all, go on a quick break. We're going to play this song by Jason Necessary. I'm telling y'all, this Christian rap is on, is on flick. Uh, our music director, Jace, pulled all of these up. We're going to play this. When we get back, we're going to give y'all that weekend forecast, like we always do, letting y'all know what's going on in and around Chicago um, this upcoming weekend, all right? Big ups to Reverend Lola and Pastor Vanessa. Yes, yes, us. Yes. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you, Brandon. Brandy. <laughs> so, so. Brandon comes out every so often. <laughs> 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 You don't got to be here with us. <laughs> Stay close, family. And it's time to the cute crew. Love you, Pastor. Thank you. We aren't in the same because it's necessary. Corvin out of lane cause it's necessary Anything outside of him is secondary Secondary, secondary, secondary. So necessary I know So necessary, so necessary I know I know So necessary, so necessary I know I know So necessary, so necessary I know I know So necessary I know the blood that he shed is so necessary. This cross of that bam so blessed to carry. Again, I know that everything else is just secondary. So we stay in our lane. We ain't stressed to worry. Why them boys taking shots like they suck and carry? I'm like, they spit in his face. He was pissed in his side. My lord. My lord. Laid in the grave. He's just standing alive. My lord. Yeah. They say it's all foolishness. Yeah. Say that my screws are just loosening. Yeah. My mind, I'm losing it. I say it's true and I'm cool with it. Who gon' be about it? We gon' be about it. They don't be about it. I'm just being honest. Truth is in it, so let's go. I think it's necessary that you know. My lord, he done finished it. And we get the benefit. So losing, don't mention it. This is definitive. Grace is unlimited. Then what he did to it, took it and ended it. This is so necessary. We aren't in the cause it's necessary. Calling out of lane, cause it's necessary. Anything outside of him is secondary. Secondary, secondary, secondary. necessary, I know. So necessary, so necessary, I know. I know. So necessary, so necessary, I know. I know. So necessary, so necessary, I know. I know. So necessary, I know. Oh my. Look at my God, then look at that cross. Know the mirage, you see what it costs. Look in these eyes, he died for the loss. Much more I can talk in my little G. I know I never did a key, lower a key. But still I know I need a hero when the lead. To intervene in the hero was a me. See what I really mean? Oh, go talk to my wolves, them. The one that I roll with, you know them. They will just tell you what I have unloaded. It is no secret to see what we hoping. What do you know now when the road or you don't? Don't presuppose now if you now in the know. Stay in your compost, bouncing around is the most. What do you do when you know we died in the road? You know it's long. We talking truth, ayy. Come see the walls we walking through, ayy. And you know we made the earth, the moon, the summer, dude. But he came and died for you, ayy. Little homie that you say will ride for you. We'll never take away your sin and die for you. I know you're riding a wave and now it's cool. But anything can change, it's possible. Face the obstacle, ayy. We aren't in the same, cause it's necessary. Corvin out of lane, cause it's necessary. Anything outside of him is secondary. Secondary, secondary.
Right. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> I'm just over here chatting. We got Shannon in the building. We don't uh-uh. have on the show real cast. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Peaches, <laughs> you want to see what Brandon do. I don't want to no. know what Brandon does. No, no thank, you, thank you. All right. Not unless you're going to be here with her. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you're not. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so, family, big ups again to Reverend Lola and Pastor Vanessa for joining us tonight talking about it's not all the same. All right, church? Spiritual life is not all the same. There's something out there for you. You know what I mean? You just have to be willing to seek it out and be open to the possibilities um, that God and the divine is everywhere, right? Um, find find what's work for you, because probably what you're doing today, it might not be. It might not be feeding your spirit the way it needs. All right? Absolutely. So, weekend forecast. This is what I got. I'm sure my radio wife got some things. This is what we got going on. Uh, let's see. The ninth, which is what? Saturday. Saturday. There's a black and brown based brunch in Humble Park. Sounds pretty dope. Uh, Saturday from 1 to 8 p.m. at Humble Park Beach. Um, Seems like a whole bunch of queer folks going to have a really great time in Humble Park. So go check that out um, from 1 to 8 p.m. Also on Saturday, there's a silent trap party in Chicago. So have y'all ever been to those parties where you put the headphones on, everybody dances to their own music? It's like a silent party. Mm -hmm. That's going down on Saturday, too. Uh, Y'all should check that out. 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. at Reggie's. Reggie's is over on 21st and State. Um, Check it out on Facebook. It's called the Silent Trap Party Chicago on Saturday. These things are a really good time. I haven't been myself. My home, my best friend has been before. You put on these headphones, you listen to your own music, you jam it out. Oh, right. oh, oh. And, and, but there's nothing going on, <laughs> like right. on the outside. It's like everybody doing their own thing. It's really, really dope. So check that out if you're not doing much. And then on Sunday, we love Slow Mo here at E3 Radio. We love Kristen Kaza and everything that she's doing. They're having their summer send-off day party at the Promontory. We know some of us got to go to work on Monday. So day parties on Sundays are really the way to go. <laughs> so, they are, they are. So day parties from 2 to 7 p.m. at the Promontory. Um, I'm sure there's a might be a cover, whatever it is. It always is it, a cover. it is, but it ain't much. She don't do much. It's usually maybe five ten dollars, right. but it's always perfect. So check out Slow Mo Summer Send Off Party at the Promontory Southside in the building, Absolutely. uh, 53rd in Lake Park. All right, from so 2 to 7 p.m. Radio Wife, you got anything? Um, if for those individuals who love to craft, um, so not sure if you are a crafter, but the Renegade Craft Fair is approaching. So it's Saturday from uh. September 9th through the 10th is uh, at the Division Street between, uh, it's on Division Street between North Damon Avenue and Ashland. If you've never been to the Renegade uh, Craft Fair, it is big, big. If you are a crafter like my sister loves to, you know, glue on and create, she really does. She really does. So this is an event that she would love to, to be at. And my sister thinking she uh starting her own business, so she loves to craft too. So if you are a crafter, the Renegade Craft Fair is something that you should be at. And like I said, it is located on uh North Damon Avenue and Ashland Avenue. Um, it's real, real fun. Uh that's pretty much all I got. Um all right, that's what's up. And guess what? We'll be back here next week. Uh, my producers actually sent me this article, and I just want to drop this on you. Atlanta, Atlanta Black Pride marks the end of an era for lesbians. What? So it looks like um, one of the day parties, um, LAP, hosted their end of an era final party um, this past weekend at Labor, for Labor Day at Atlanta oh. Black Pride. Um, LAP's been going on for probably a decade. Shatan um, Chandler, she's been doing Ladies at Play for a very, very long time. So big ups to her. I'm sure she's looking to do some new things and maybe some new endeavors. So if y'all went to Atlanta Black Pride, I hope y'all turned up for all of us. I'll uh, up on my birthday. Where? Oh my God. Well, I'll be working the Renegade Fair for my for my job. <laughs> Sister. Oh Lord. <laughs> it's on Saturday. You don't need no nothing else but blue gun, ladies. <laughs> we'll be back here next Thursday, eight o'clock, E3 ready. We love y'all. We love you guys. You guys be safe. Peace. Peace. What you tryna be? The queen of the pond. E3 radio, the real and the top. Hologram song, frequency gum. Locked with the Q crew and Anna Dishon. Get in on your ear, who you wanna hear? Peace to my people who be all out queer. Funny motivation, community cheers. Online radio, turn up your gear. I'm regular baby, but I'm like years. Ahead of the game, so I'm about real change. About real chat, about real people. I keep it E3, cause them other channels see through.